the multi-award-winning Niall Boylan podcast, live every day and available for download from all your usual platforms. Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. But all through his life, they just keep telling him to shut up, but not anymore. Because now he has his own live podcast. They told me to shut up. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text on 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. If you want to complain to the boss, just send a... <coughs> Hold on. Wait. Niall is his own boss. So best not bother. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Welcome along to the very first Niall Boylan Podcast. Today we're doing a bit of a technical test to make sure everything is working okay, but don't forget the show will be going out daily between 12 and 2 o'clock. We want to get your contributions, your calls, and don't forget at any stage if you want to, you can text or WhatsApp the show on 085 100 Today we will be talking about opportunities for men and women and do we have equality in society. But speaking of equality, one other issue that has arisen in relation to equality recently is the idea of transgender prisoners in male prisons. Now, this is female transgender prisoners in male prisons. The story of Barbie Kardashian was risen during the week and it was brought to the, t- the attention of the Taoiseach, Leo Varadkar. And he was asked quite simply if he believed that violent male or biological male prisoners should be put into women's prisons. And he answered it. Have a listen to what he said. This is Ben Scallon from Grip Media asking him those questions. Tishok, this week we saw the case of Barbie Kardashian, a violent biological male with a penis. Kardashian threatened to rape, torture and kill a woman. And this individual is now in a women's prison in Limerick among female inmates. So Tishok, yes or no question, do you believe that Barbie Kardashian is a woman? Well, look, I, I, I don't actually don't know anything about the case yet. So I, I first saw it reported at the, um, at the weekend um, and um, I'm going to have to look into it. And talk to Minister Harris about it. I know, I know that a similar situation arose in Scotland, and it was necessary there to change the law to make sure the women were protected. So we may have to consider that. But only, her, only, only heard about but, but this case hy- first hy- of the weekend. So I'd like to inform myself fully before any further. But hy- Taoiseach, in principle, do you believe that violent biological males should be put into women's prisons? Uh, no, I don't, quite frankly. And um, if the situation that arose in Scotland has now risen in Ireland, well, then we're going to have to deal with it in a similar way. But, you know, quite frankly, I only heard about this case for the first time uh, in the Sunday papers. And it's an individual case, and I don't want to comment on it in detail until I've had a chance to uh, be briefed on it properly and understand it properly. Okay, thank you very much, everyone. Thank you. Well, I don't think Leo Varadkar was too happy with that question. If you saw the video, he was like a rabbit in the headlights. And on numerous occasions, Minister Michal Martin Tonishta also raised his eyebrows and rolled his eyes backwards. So it was a question they certainly didn't want to answer. But joining in the air is also Ben Scallon, who is a journalist with Grip Media, and the man who asked that question. Good evening to you, Ben. Good evening, Niall. Very good to be here. Well, firstly, how does it feel to go viral? Because you're probably the first person to ask him this question, and we could see by his reaction he really wasn't prepared, was he? No, I, I don't think so. And as you say, uh, Michal rolling his eyes in the background was a little bit curious to me, because this is obviously a question that's incredibly pertinent. A lot of people clearly are interested in it, as demonstrated by the the views it's gotten. It's up to two point something million views on Twitter now. It's gone international. It's obviously a huge story. So to be rolling your eyes at 
a journalist who's asking what's clearly a very relevant question to the general public was kind of a bizarre reaction as far as I'm concerned. I mean, th- this question, I suppose, has come up after what happened in Scotland and the resignation, of course, of Nicola Sturgeon in relation to the very same question to do with a rapist that was put into a female prison in Scotland. Now, obviously, they changed legislation in Scotland. Uh, there are, you know, with the gender recognition bill as well, we have that same gender recognition bill, which essentially means that if I'm arrested tomorrow, charged and told to go to jail for three years, I can change my name to Norma and go to a female prison. Now, the argument from the Minister for Justice, Simon Harris, this week is we don't have male and female prisons. Is that a bizarre answer to give to the question? Yeah, I mean, that's not really relevant so far as uh, the actual practicalities of the situation are concerned. The fact of the matter is this individual that we're talking about, Barbie Kardashian, is a violent biological male with a history of violence against women and threats of violence against women. They've been convicted of 15 prior uh, uh, various crimes, including sexual assault, threats to kill, things of this nature, some really heinous stuff. I I wouldn't even repeat on air some of the threats, things relating to screwdrivers and so on. And this person is now being put into the women's wing, the de facto female wing of Limerick Prison. Now, uh, we can can equivocate about that, or the, the Justice Minister can say, oh, well, uh, technically, there's no such thing as a male or a female prison. Yeah, but that, that's not going to be much solace to the women who actually have to share a cell. Well, I, th- I, th- I think we do accept that maybe we don't have them designated as male and women prisons, but we all accept, for example, that Mountjoy is a male prison, that the Doka Centre is a female prison, that in Limerick Prison we do have a separate wing. So I think we all accept there is, uh, you know, certainly segregation or derog- separation when it comes to, to men and women. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where he's splitting hairs effectively um, to try and make the situation sound less outrageous than it is. And you know what? One one thing I find amazing about this whole thing, actually, cre- credit to my editor at Grip, John McGurk, for suggesting the question in the first place. It was his great idea. But really, what's amazing about this whole situation to me is it's the kind of common sense question that I think anybody on the street or anybody listening to this would want to know the answer to. And really the surprising part of this whole story is not that I asked it, but it's that we had a room full of other seasoned journalists and that none of them did. You know, why did it take a tiny baby media outlet like Gript, which has little to no resources and a skeleton crew of staff, uh, to ask such a critical question, which clearly the public are highly interested in, going by the views on the video. Well, so, um, well, I mean, is that, of- it, but is that not very obvious, Ben? Because the following day, I happened to be listening to News Talk, and on their breakfast show in the morning, there was two politicians on, I think, Ivana Bacic was one of them from Labour, and I can't remember, the Minister for State, I think, was on the other line, they were talking about the housing crisis. And before that, Kerry Kelly decided, I'll throw in the question that Ben Scallon asked in relation to biological men in women's prisons, and neither one of them would actually answer it. So is 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 this question itself, because of the power of minorities and NGO groups in Ireland, is it a toxic question? I, th- I don't think it's a toxic question. I think that what's toxic is the culture that people, uh, are largely on the left in Ireland, but the, the NGO sector that we're talking about in general has fostered, where we've, we've tried to convince people that these questions are taboo and off the table and that you can't ask something as straightforward as is this person a man or is this person a woman that that you know not even i was going to say 50 years ago forget 50 10 years ago would have been a obvious and b 
totally uncontroversial, and now we've made common sense into a kind of uh, a sin almost, where if you're if you're to discuss these perfectly reasonable issues, you you are at risk of being made into a pariah and uh, branded some kind of phobe or ist. So there's nothing wrong with the question. Uh, it's it's what's wrong is the the way our political classes treat these questions that's the problem but but isn't there also a case as well that when you when you look at the way he answered this question other publications only this weekend or one other publication certainly is suggesting that you and the irish mirror and her.ie and extra.ie and everybody else who ran the story got it wrong that that's not what leo varadkar said that he was making reference to the point of the question that you asked him literally was you know a violent biological male that he was more referenced to the fact that the person was violent rather than being a biological male do you accept that maybe somehow According to this publication, we've all got this out of context, and that's not really what Leo meant at all. I really thought that the fact checks that we've seen are really pathetic. I mean, it's splitting hairs over minutia because everybody saw the video. It's on camera. It has millions of views. So you don't need to jump in and explain what the Taoiseach really meant or said like you're his PR team. So I thought that that was just pedantic and embarrassing, to be honest. The, the statement was plain as day. Uh, it's it's there for everybody to see, and uh, you know we all know that when we're talking about these cases, that there's another individual other than Barbie Kardashian who's also in Limerick Women's Prison that's a biological male. That person's in there for I believe ten counts of sexual assault and one count of cruelty against a child. These are the kinds of cases that we're interested in and we're talking about when we discuss this issue. So uh, you know to try and kind of pull the wool over people's eyes and distort the conversation is, is to really do a disservice to media and the concept of fact-checking in this country. Will, will the conversation, because I tweeted just after you had put that up and Gript had put that up, and I did tweet saying that before the weekend, well, obviously this weekend, that either Leo Varadkar will backtrack or the whole thing will just be forgotten about. Do you think it's a case that he's going to backtrack? Because he did say that he would look at legislation similar to Scotland or the story in Scotland in relation to this, but in the same breath, said he wasn't familiar with the story. Now, I'm in the media. I'm very familiar with the story and have been over the last three years of this individual who's quite violent. Um, but the Taoiseach, who is the leader of the country, it's quite bizarre that he says he's not familiar with this story. Firstly, do you accept he's not familiar with the story? Well, I, I kind of figured he might say that beforehand, uh, which is why I explained the situation to him at the start of the question. I, I laid out, this is the situation with Barbie Kardashian. This is what's happened. And then I asked my question. So he didn't need to be familiar with the case to answer it. But uh, regardless, you know, he says he's never heard of Barbie Kardashian. Now, I'm no mind reader. I can't say for a fact what he knows or what he doesn't know. But I know his office has been emailed about this case and cases like it repeatedly over the years. And he might claim that he didn't see those emails or something. But I frankly find that hard to believe. As you say, you're aware of this case. I'm aware of this case. Uh, I'm very dubious that this incredibly well-known situation has somehow managed to evade his radar for years and uh, if it's true then i'd say that's a poor indictment of his level of awareness of what's happening in the country that he's supposedly leading you know he'd he'd want to be pretty oblivious to not have heard of this 
Where where are we going now with this? I mean, obviously you've opened the door to you know to be able to question this. We've seen what happened on happened on the Joe Duffy show going back six months ago, when even people questioned uh, you know legitimate questions in relation to the rights or not having rights when it comes to transgenderism. Where are we going with this conversation? Do you think this conversation is constantly going to be shut down all the time? In other words, you either accept this is the way it is or forget about it. I think it's impossible to shut down uh, any conversation, but particularly this one, because it's such an obvious example of uh, denying common sense and reality. You know, you you cannot uh, pull the wool over people's eyes on something as basic as whether or not a, you know, a six foot five man with a beard and chest hair is a male or female. Um, th- this is something that we all can see with our own eyes, and it's a matter of self-deception in many cases, or fear of speaking out that allows us to pretend that this is anything other than what it really is. And so I think that the conversation over the next couple of years is going to very much uh, progress in favor of truth and common sense, because it's really a matter of, uh, the reason I think this issue is so critical is because it's a matter of, are we going to be a society that lies all the time or are we going to be a society that tells the truth? That's really what it comes down to. That's why it's so uh, pivotal. Of course, there's a practical dimension to it, women's sports being overrun by males, prisons as we've now seen, but bigger than that, on almost like a metaphysical level, it's about, I don't want to be in a society where you can't say a spade is a spade, or a, a penis is a penis. <laughs> uh, but but are we are we in that situation which was described to me many years ago? I think it may have been actually Jordan Peterson mentioned it or, or somebody like that, that, you know, we're in a society where it's like, you know, the small village, there's a mayor in the village and once a week he makes the rules and the laws, but the only people allowed in to vote are the people who agree with him. That seems to be the way society has gone. And we have swung, Ben, because you're a conservative. I know you're a conservative. The very fact that you work on grip media means you're probably a conservative. And I don't mean that in any disparaging manner. I'm a conservative myself. But have we gone from a point of conservatism in this country to the extreme, which I don't don't agree with either back in the 1960s when the Catholic Church had an iron fist and an iron hold onto everything in this country and the pendulum has swung but it didn't swing to the middle it swung right to the other side and now we have the left doing exactly what they complained the right were doing 30 years ago well it's it's interesting that the same archetypes and personality types that will graft themselves to one kind of fanatic movement would just as easily graft themselves to another kind so i it's it's true that in many cases the kind of more theocratic strict religious zealot types from an older era of irish history are the people who today are utterly intolerant just in a different way when it comes to liberal uh, theology and you know if if you're a quote-unquote transphobe or you are you know you don't agree with them on this or that piece of covid legislation or whatever it might be they have all the same religious fervor and zeal that uh somebody would have had in 1950s ireland just directed somewhat differently so no i think it's absolutely true that the the same intolerant streak is there it's just being redirected Okay, well, listen, Ben, i got to thank you very much indeed for coming on today and continue to ask those very important questions that the rest of the media seem to be afraid to ask for some reason. I have no idea why they're afraid. Maybe they're afraid they'll lose their jobs or something like that. I'm not too sure. But certainly that isn't the case with Grip Media. Uh, Thank you very much indeed for asking the question and thank you for coming on today to talk to us about it. 
No problem at all. It was a pleasure, Niall. Talk soon. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Live every day and available for download from all your usual platforms. Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. But all through his life, they just keep telling him to shut up, but not anymore. Because now he has his own live podcast. They told me to shut up. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text on 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. If you want to complain to the boss, just send a... <coughs> Hold on. Wait. Niall is his own boss. So best not bother. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up.